Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is Is It it For Real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And (laughs) you thought you were going to get a verbal cue. I thought I was going to get a verbal cue, but I just got a point. Um, This week we watched and are uh, for real evaluating um, the classic 1990 film Gremlins 2, which was technically my pick this week, although I have to say, and I'll get into it. um, Should we just go into our levels? Yeah, uh, sometimes yeah. we, we we bring the guest in first and then do our level. But you know what, Kenny? It's your week. Do whatever you want. All right. Well, okay. Maybe my level, we can do the guest first. The reason that okay. I, I'll do my level later, but the reason I picked this movie is because I don't know, you know, um, true is it for real listeners will remember that long ago, Dave L graciously submitted Gremlins 1 and in his intro revealed that in fact, the whole reason that he submitted game. Gremlins 1 was because, in fact, he wanted us to eventually watch Gremlins 2. So in staying very loyal to our pal, Dave L., I figured it was only fair to <clears throat> to review Gremlins 2. So um, kick it away, Dave L. Hi, is it for real? Um, so at the end of the latest season of The Great British Baking Show... Um, I won't spoil who won, but uh, the final showstopper challenge is like, uh, I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's like a cake on a cake with then like profiteroles and chocolate uh, ganache and sugar work and, and macarons and like cupcakes on top of that. It's like everything jammed into one colossal dessert. And it's like a, it's like a spectacular mess. Uh, and that is Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is the movie that has absolutely everything in it. Uh, it takes the blandest hero and heroine in the world and puts them in the middle of this just like acid trip who framed Roger Rabbit crossed with, I, I don't even know, crossed with uh, Critters, uh, just shit show. Um, and then like the the sort of uh, benevolent disaster at the center of it is a takeoff on pre-presidential Donald Trump. Um, And that guy was fantastic. Whoever that actor is, he's so great. So anyway, I love it. I love it dearly. Uh, And I'm so happy that you guys decided to talk about Gremlins too. Uh, What I remember about it, I remember that uh, what's-her-name works at Clamp Tower and she has a hat with the tower on it. And Billy shows up for uh, some snuggles, uh, you know, and she's giving tours. And then there are gremlins everywhere. Um, And they are, it's like every flavor of gremlin that you can possibly imagine. Uh, Talking gremlins, uh, sexy lady gremlins, um, you name it, Uh, googly eye gremlins. They're just everywhere. and then the tower itself is melting down simultaneously. It's probably an indictment of American culture. It's like a celebration and indictment simultaneously of American culture. Anyway, um, I hope, fingers crossed, that you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, you tell me, is it in fact for real? Well, that Dave L. 
Well, uh, what I should have been, I can jump right into my, my level. I think I'm going to give myself a, um, look who's talking level because much like, um, watching look who's talking upon watching gremlins too. I realized that I, I thought I had never seen this movie or anything of it, but when we watched gremlins one, I expected to recognize more of it. And like, I literally had seen nothing and watching gremlins two, I realized all of the gremlins clips that I had ascribed to gremlins one were actually in gremlins two. So like I had seen, I bet I had seen about like 30 to 40% of like scenes from this movie. I just like, didn't know the plot or how it tied together, but I was kind of delighted to know that I, I recognized it, but just like Gremlins 1, I don't think we were allowed to watch this and I certainly hadn't seen it in its entirety. Wow. Well, um, I can jump in. I um, have, my level is going to be Gizmo's hands, Um, which is because in the first Gremlins, I didn't notice, I I didn't notice anything about Gizmo's hands. And in this (laughs) Gremlins, they like close up on his hands a lot. So you can see his fingers. And in several scenes, it's very apparent that it's like, human hands that are like yeah. meant to be his hands and it creeps me out but uh like gremlins one i have never seen gremlins two i was lured to this movie because you told me it was a christmas film um, <laughs> and it's not so i'm a little disappointed in that but i'm gonna go with gizmo's hands as my level yeah we all thought this was a christmas movie and uh, why we we rolled it out in December. Um, my level is going to be just key and peel. Uh, I've never seen this movie. I've seen, as we mentioned before, I've seen gremlins one a bunch of times, but this one never, but I've seen the key and peel skit where they basically have, um, the guy from mannequin comes in and says, he's like a screen doctor for movies in the late, 80s and he goes around and says all these zany things and says these are going to be in the movie and they dismiss him and then a little sort of lines go by and say all of this crazy batshit stuff is in the movie and yeah I was sort of hooked from there and then Dave's uh, recommendations of it and just descriptions sounded amazing so yeah. I will say in like talking to people it seems like there's a lot of people that prefer gremlins two to gremlins one there's a lot of gremlins two fans out there so i'm surprised you hadn't seen it yeah i i'm honestly surprised myself you guys know that in 1943 um raul dahl Dahl, who wrote charlie and the chocolate factory yeah um was asked by disney to write a story called the gremlins um and then it never became what it was and but he actually kind of had the idea first interesting but his script word for word was gremlins 2 <laughs> the new batch in a mind blow <laughs> shot for shot oh my goodness i you guys already probably know this too but i was trying to look up some fun facts because i never get to play that role so i was trying to play that role this time um about what a flop this movie was at the box office that it had a 50 million dollar budget and they only made 4.41.5 million back that's a huge flop whoa that's a big flop considering the other one like grossed like double or triple its its budget so um yeah what if it was a it was a box office flop and it had different people involved in it christopher chris christopher columbus the 
the, no relation um, none no relation to the one that stole all the indigenous land uh was not available for this because he was directing home alone that's right so um i also thought this movie was not this movie because i thought it was a daffy duck cartoon yeah. yeah, that that leads us into just jumping right into the film. I also was terrified that I pressed play on the wrong thing, that I bought the wrong movie. Me too. It was a long intro. Um, Very long. I guess it was like uh, uh, Bugs Bunny's 50th anniversary. So in the beginning, Daffy says something like, oh, you've had the screen for 50 years or something like that. Um, and then they also get Mel Blanc. I think he, or who was it? Whoever the guy is, like came out of retirement. Pig. Oh wait, no. Chuck, Chuck yeah, Jones yeah. came out of retirement to voice it, which like I don't. I guess like w, Warner Brothers just like really glommed onto the success of Gremlins one and just wanted to push this forward. But I I didn't get the crossover. It was really weird. Katie, I want to note you're sleeping on a Daffy Duck impression that I've never really experienced. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Fun fact: Daffy Duck has now appeared in multiple <laughs> films that we've watched. I know, I know. I will say um, that this, I think Dave L mentions in his intro, um, this film did remind me of Roger Rabbit in some ways. There was a lot of like shadow play of puppets. There was a lot of just like voices. Like it seemed to me like this time around the gremlins default voice were kind of like the weasels. This like this insane laughter. Um, Well, everything was just ramped up in this one. Totally, Um, totally. It was like they they were like so excited to just be excited. It was like Gremlins one was really great, and now let's just which it's gonna be really great, you guys. Gremlins too, and like oh god, it overwhelmed me. The whole thing. Yeah. Cocaine. It was, cocaine. It was definitely it the cocaine. Co- the nineteen ninety cocaine version of Gremlins. So we enter into the original shop uh, in yeah. Chinatown in New York City. Yes. And a message is delivered via videotape and <laughs> an imported TV. Oh my gosh. Which I, I so want to do that to someone one day. Um, Especially now, like during the yes. pandemic, when we all have a superior technology, like uh, deliver a television to someone's house and ask them to press play with like a VHS. It would be incredible. I mean, I do want to know that just like 80s, 90s loves TVs. They love them. And then it wouldn't be a very expensive like gag. So you could do it at the end like they did and just, you can keep the TV. (laughs) That's true. I'm just out 30 bucks. Exactly. Where where, though, I have sad news because didn't the owner of that store have a child before? Uh, Was it his kid or grandkid? I know. I was thinking about that. Where is he? I assume he, I mean, he never liked to work there or or he took the money he got from selling the original Gizmo and he just went to El Paso or somewhere. What's well, the time difference? Between- yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, it's a five-year time difference in real life, right? Or when was the first one released? That this sounds is, right. This is 1990. Was the first one 85? Mm. Um, we'll get a research. Back to the archives. Yeah. Yeah, but 84, it's like 84. 84. So like how much time? Maybe he's really- in college. Yeah. Could be. He was like ten, right? So he could be in early college. Yeah. Um, I will say. I mean, we all knew. We all thought this was going to be a a Christmas film. But I will say that, like, this is the first, as far as I'm aware, sequel that we've done in this podcast. And going back to that shop and revisiting Gremlins kind of felt like going home for the holidays. 
Uh, except, except in the holidays, you have people that say racist things like where business gets oriented. Oh, gosh, I missed that. Oh, yeah, I missed that one, too. Oh, I wrote it down. Daniel Clamp said it of the Daniel Clamp Big Teeth uh, Company. His that teeth guy, are very large. That actor looks exactly like Senator Jeff Flake. Hmm. Nobody? I only remember, it was Jeff Flake, the guy in the elevator that people were trying to, like, hunt yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, I just was like, is that Jeff Flake? <laughs> but I don't think it yeah. is. Yeah, no, I think I could see it. Um, and this also, we get the first of, of a million meta references. This, this movie is like improvisers who love to just like call out that they're improvisers. So this movie is like calling out that it's a movie and then calling out that it's a movie about gremlins. It's a very self-aware. It's it's meta. There's, there's a lot of. It's basically a parody of gremlins, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. This movie also has a few actors. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit, but previously, um, who are from another movie we watched, Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a few. A few. So I can you tell me one of them? This well, um, from our pre pre pod combo, <laughs> I know that one of them. Long duck dong. Yes, is long duck dong. <laughs> Which I, w- I really wish I knew the actors' names. I wouldn't sound as bad. Oh yeah, um, I don't know the actor's name, um, but he's playing kind of a similar like character, really, yeah. um, which is quite charactered. But I don't know the other actors. The other one character. surprised me uh, a lot. Oh, is this Wata- the- Watanabe? Is the guy's name. Oh, okay. Um, Katie, it's not the woman. It's not the red-haired woman. It is the red-haired woman. She's Wait, with Carolyn. She's she's um. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. He's got two male first names. Peter Jake Tyler. Ryan. Jake Ryan's girlfriend. Oh, wait, wait. I have been thinking of a different person. Carolyn. Wait, oh, Carolyn is yeah, the, is, is like, the red I, hair. I started just referring to her as Jessica Rabbit. Like she's Jessica Rabbit in Gizmo. We <laughs> <laughs> got a whole week off. We're full of, we're full yeah, of, we are. it's all just code okay. switching. Jessica Rabbit in Gremlins is Carolyn from Sixteen Candles. Wow. Which How character nuts. was Carolyn in Sixteen? The girlfriend of Jake Ryan, the one that ends up in the the convertible with the blonde. Yeah, the blonde. The blonde. Wow. And and by Jessica Rabbit, I mean Billy's boss. Yeah, right. Billy's boss. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That I never would have guessed. Whoa. that. I uh, never would have either. I feel like in Sixteen Candles, you don't, you almost don't get a good close up on her face, or something. You get a lot of close ups on her face. She's remember her hair is stuck in the well, door. I know that. Like, she's in that. She's in that like convertible with the with. To me, she's head. just such a nondescript blonde girl that I can't. I just I'm don't. I'm getting her completely confused with like eight other with everybody girls from with every movie. other John. Well, Hughes here's movie. your challenge: go back and watch Gremlins too, and know it with that lens. It'll change your life. Um, so it it turns out they need Mr. Is his name Mr. Wang? Mr. Wing. Wayne? Uh, wing, I think. Like wing, wing. like a bird wing. W-I-N-G. Okay. They yeah. need Mr. Wing's um, thing because it's the only thing getting in the way of them building a tower. Is that what's true? I'm so- Yeah. Okay. Which you can go down a rabbit hole of these. They're called nail houses. And it's like a thing in China where people will just like hold out and they can't make them. And so they've, you'll see like pictures of like super highways that go around houses 
but they'll dig like a ditch around it like a, oh, a wow a yeah that like so just everyone google nail houses i yeah, wanted to share amazing. that in san diego here there was this there's this little it's in um off el cajon boulevard for all of our san diego listeners there's this little teeny yellow shack and um it was a hair salon and they they refused to get rid of it and they built this giant high rise around it and it reminds me of that yeah that's like the same principle wow yeah but anyway, that didn't happen because Mr. Wing passed away. Yeah. Sad. So they so they demo his place. Demolishing it. And Gizmo escapes. And yeah, Gizmo just runs down the streets of New York City and then is caught by one of the We learn as a twin. Twin scientists. Well, well he's cloned. He's a is twin it? clone. Well, because the lead scientist in the beginning is like, how's that cloning project going? And they're like, fine, fine. Like, I, think I, think I think they're working on cloning and they're mm-hmm. twins. I thought that they had pretty much achieved it and they were like exemplary. Oh, that, that would be, know. why would you clone that guy? Ugh. Either well, way. Feel, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Phil. I was going to say, I just feel that that should be a new rule that all scientists and doctors have to be twins or clones. <laughs> yeah, or clones. I think it's just more impactful and more efficient you know yeah. well speaking of special effects in this movie i was kind of convinced that they had cast twin actors but it's the same guy oh it is what? yeah i, I thought it was, twin it was twins i thought well, it was twins. i That's will crazy. look it up again because i was like wait they're ha- but but they're playing i, I saw differences in their faces i don't know i'll look it up again but it was oh. like <laughs> no uh i i see what you did there it's don don and dan stanton oh for real Katie, yeah, they're not they twins. They just, their parents but, had a little chuckle when they got named. But that is funny. Socks Donald and Daniel don't sound crazy, but Donna Dan does. But yeah. here's the thing is like, I only looked it up because I was like, oh, they're clones. They probably cast twins. So I'm still not convinced that they're twin scientists. But I, I will say, I was like, this is the best special effect twins i've ever seen like, okay but it's not yeah now i know okay. now i know Take there's away. some other special effects in here you can prestige get, get into all over again yeah, like totally. flying gremlins for example absolutely but, um all right so we see phoebe <laughs> kates and billy yeah and they're like big new york city kiddos they live there but they don't live together it sounds like and i'm like why don't they just no live? i think they do because they go yeah home. they do the same like, apartment. They do? oh you're right they, they, their relationship's weird i mean just how they're too broke to get engaged and i don't know they've got communication problems out the wazoo here's something that i don't like but i do think is very realistic that like in their small town of like king's oh. falls right buffalo new york like they are very much like the same like they both work at that bank they're both like recently high school or college graduates she also tends bar and then all of a sudden when they moved to new york city she is like a tour guide that has to wear a tower on her hat and he is like an architect or something and i was like he's what like is, a how? designer he's an, yeah, he's an like, artist what makes him qualified for that and i also like feel like i don't the 90s must have loved like early 90s late 80s like how many movies have we watched where the protagonist lead guy nice guy is this secret artist who their I boss just wants know. to squash their art bridget congratulations i want thank yeah. you i bridget, want everybody to know that i have 
I'm engaged to that character. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you are engaged to that person. When are they going to start making movies about lesbian nurse practitioners? Yeah. Just in podcast terms, only a third of relationships are actually like this. Um, <laughs> but yet 95% yes. of movies are like this. There's a lot of, yeah, representation. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very represented, actually. I feel like Phoebe Cates. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, I've worn hats um, before. Uh, I did, there was a little moment where they like go to get in a cab and the cab driver said something and I couldn't understand what he said and I had to rewind it and watch it four times. Oh, it's, are you going to the airport? How did you know that? I speak cab. Yeah. I just, I'm good at picking up. It was just very, okay. So that happened. Um, And then there's like this funny moment I did like where a guy gets like really stuck in a revolving door. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll save it. I'm going to save it. All right. First of all, should we talk about Clamp? (laughs) Like just this, it's just a funny name and like the logo, which is a clamp. (laughs) It took me like three, like it's like close-ups of that logo before I got that the clamp is squishing the earth. Squishing us. Understood that a clamp on the earth. I mean, it is, I mean, like what Dave L says, that is like a direct um, analogy to Trump, right? Right. But the same letter. Yeah, it it for sure is, but it's just so through the look. It was so early, but basically the relationship is that it was like, there was this new person in New York City that was called like Mr. Billions that they're talking about like Trump, this sort of rich person who's like developing stuff and sort of energetic. And and that's the nugget of like mimicry that they're doing because nothing else there is because the guy is sort of this naive person who is into, I mean, into TV, which Trump now is, but like it's it's just- uh, Pathetic. Really into TV. But very, po- he's generally very positive. He's a little dumb. Um, I was reading. But so that- is Trump. So I know. Was I'm Trump. sort of talking. I know. But I you're like, you're level- just basically describing 19. There's a level of Trump. niceness to this character that but I think thought- about, like, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm thinking about Home Alone 2 yeah, Trump or like whatever. Out. Like, there was this, this, like, when I was a kid, I always just was like, oh, Donald Trump, like, Richie Rich, dollar signs. And, like, that's yeah. what I imagined. And then 20 years after this, like, he's the freaking president of the United States just ruining everybody's life. Wait, 20 years. 30 years? Um, I don't know math. 30. Well, I do, I, I do think years. that he, he held a place in, like, U.S. American culture earlier on that was more of, like, the, the like, lovable, like, idiot rich guy and then man he just should have cashed in his yeah. chips but um maybe it's yeah. just history and my yeah. like viewing of it is so skewed now so well especially yeah. with the apprentice and stuff but i was thinking because dave l introduced him like that as i watched this movie i was like man i wish like donald trump was half as articulate as this man so i was also reading that originally the um clamp was supposed to be the all-out villain. Like he was much more unlikable in the original script, and then they kind of rewrote it to make him kind of a nice guy. And then his number two, whatever that guy's name is, is more of the villain. You know, his like assistant. Forrester. Forrester. Yeah, oh, Forrester God. gets more of the villain character, and the the leading Mike man Pence. kind of. Yeah, Mahia. Yeah. yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> They're all terrible, but like, yeah, I think he's supposed to be just more dumb, right? And like, more naive, yeah, yeah, a nightmare. Um, but ultimately, like, an optimistic good guy, kind of. So we, this is where we meet Carolyn from Sixteen Candles. She's got flaming red hair. 
Maria is her name. Um, and we also see that they're like scanning badges. It's very like the technology is very involved for 19. Loco, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of Demolition Man because there's like always this voice in the background. Yeah. Oh, that Big voice brother. was hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, like the part oh, the about the car. was funny, yes. Oh, the car. Your car. It's old and dirty. <laughs> it's so good. That voice was amazing. That voice was all of us. Um, I need there. Yeah, I need to look up like a YouTube clip that has like a mashup of all those because they are they're great. They're good. I really love Davel's metaphor of this being like a cake on a cake on a cake because like yeah. I'm looking at my notes and it's just so overwhelming. I'm like, then there was like I don't know how much we want to go into detail. So there's like so she's giving Kate is giving a tour, and then there's like old Dracula man, and that's when I was like, what? But that's. That's the guy that looks like he's from the Munsters, but he's not. But he's not, right. which we learned. He's I was convinced from, he was. Right. He's the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. And Julia Sweeney works in the laboratory. Yeah, I loved that cameo by Julia Sweeney. I guess before she was Julia Sweeney. Yeah. So great. And um, it was fascinating to me that Billy was able to recognize Gizmo's whistle mm. from the janitor and was like, <laughs> Gizmo is here in my workplace. No one else sings that no fucking one else. song. Like how did he even like What was confusing to me and my couchmate was he he rescues him which you would do really incognito you'd be like zoop but then it's like really unclear like have they not seen each other in 6 years like he doesn't seem that excited. Yeah. Like that actor is very not very emotional. No, understand. Yeah. At all. But he's like, "Hi. How are you doing?" Oh. It's been a long time. It's like, right. Like what? Like you probably never thought you'd see him again. Like, yeah. I also want to point out that the uh, technician janitor, whatever, um, who starts whistling that he's was then in Breaking Bad. He plays a villain in, in there. Oh. Um, yeah. Gomez Adams? No, 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 no. The, the janitor who was like whistling uh, oh, Gizmo's song. Yeah. Oh, Cool. Also, like, how does Billy go in and just, like, take Gizmo out when they set up all of this information that Big Brother's watching you, there's cameras everywhere, everything's cameraed, and then he just, like, burp, 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 goes into the lab and, like, lets a few monkeys out and steals Gizmo. Well, he burp, burp, burped. I mean, you said it right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> it is an interesting, like, logic dilemma of, like, you're willing to do that, go and break into a lab, but then you're not willing to go home early to take the ground mm -mm. home. It's like, Oh, right. oh god yeah get out of there oh what my god are you doing? Yeah. so dumb because yeah they they had the guy who got busted on the smoke break who oh was like a famous character actor so i thought he was yes. gonna be coming back and he never did i know um, can you imagine yeah and so yeah i i agree but i, I do want to get to the point so he gets gizmo but doesn't feel the need to take him home right there just make up a lie this yeah uh, uh. puts him in a desk now because he also understands that, like, it, the, like, Gizmo's out on the loose, which could cause the end of humanity. Like, right. it's pretty high stakes. But that, but we, it's not high stakes yet until we get Kate, uh, when they recall the rules out loud. Uh. 
which is amazing. For all of us if, who if only, If only she could remember. I mean, it was only like probably, well, allegedly probably the third worst thing that's ever happened to her. I oh did God, write, I there was a moment where Billy's telling Kate about Gizmo and she panics. And then I wrote, but not about her dad. And then later we have this fun <laughs> meta moment about the dad, like the dad in the chimney monologue, which we can talk it's about. funny, yeah. But um, yeah, they say the rules out loud and then they like, they do, they are very meta later too about the rules yeah. about no eating after midnight, which I think is very funny because we had a question about that. Yeah, I was reading that that was a little um, bit of a nod to like the crew, like the cast and crew of the film that was like, these don't make any sense. That were like <laughs> constantly kind of like saying that. So like they just wrote that in the script of a discussion. Yeah, Jeff and I were should. like, yeah. we were like making a chart and we're like, okay, if you're a gizmo and you get wet, what happens if you eat after midnight? But what if you're a gremlin and you get wet and you eat after midnight? Like when yeah. do the little babies pop off your back? And like, how right. do you, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's hard to keep track of. And, and also yeah. which lights are the ones that are bad for you? Apparently uh, just like light hurts you, but you not like camera sunlight, lights that are yeah. very bright and hot. Yeah. Well, no, a, but a Polaroid flash will straight up vaporize you. <laughs> I know. It is um, kind of amazing. I, they, I feel like they almost on purpose. And also down. gremlin or the mean gremlins get straight up orgasms when they get water on them <laughs> and they're doing those eggs and then gizmo has like the most pain in the world yeah. when he gets water on him and well so you know like, how he got water on him gomez uh, adams right? gomez adams had a water fountain mishap and this Which, one was for real if you listen closely as he goes by gizmo says gomez <laughs> or howie mandel does so yeah. it's kind of fun oh that's fun but i will note like something different that i was like wait what are the rules where when he when gizmo gets wet like in the in the original gremlins they all turn into gizmos like they're equally as cute you almost can't tell them apart except for stripe that has a little mohawk right and then this time they full-on are like looney tunes oh my god they're off, so crazy off the bat which like i don't know maybe your second litter does this i mean or new york city water yes I mean, actually they have really good water in new york city they do nice. well not don't drink the water in san diego everybody but no. I do enjoy because Baltimore as, has good water. It does. Mm-hmm. What, Katie? Um, we what do. Does it have? We do. Good water. Okay. They do. <laughs> um, uh, I do enjoy that. Like once that once Mohawk, who is a stand-in for Stripe from the first one, like comes out of the file cabinet or whatever, Gizmo's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, yeah, this is bananas. Like these gremlins have come ready to. They fight like off the they get tools immediately and they lock Gizmo in an air duct. It's like. They all know to hate Gizmo off the bat, which is interesting. Well, it's genetic. I'm st- I mean, he's cute and all, but he's also, I'm starting also, to hate him. Can he's we, dumb. Can we just, who else is dumb is Kate, who Ugh. takes bad, dumb Gizmo home, who's like, whose eyes are spinning in circles <laughs> and has giant teeth. And she's like, that's the right one. <laughs> Although so I just funny. loved the instant karma of, <laughs> First, uh, Billy's bad move of just, yo, go grab Gizmo. Uh, And then her, uh, Kate's bad move of just like grabbing, yeah, you look like the right one. And then just it, and then they get the worst or fuzzy Mogwai, whatever in the world. (laughs) They're just like tears apart their apartment. It's amazing. Here's what I'm going to say. The person that bears a little bit of responsibility in this too, though, is Gizmo, who pulls a real passive aggressive, like Charlie Brown in, in the air duct, scream out. Like, right. I did. He's just like, uh, 
uh, and looks Once down. Again. It's like, Gizmo, say something. You know that she's taking, you know she's supposed to take you home. Gizmo needs I'm, to- I'm up. so pissed at Giz, mainly just for the whole like water fountain thing. He sees that water's coming and he moves like, uh, I'll move four inches. Just go away yeah. from there. I, I think it's, I think he's he been in a cage for so long. He's not- I mean, it's true. Right? He's Thinking been locked clearly. in a cage watching Rambo. Um, I do. Before we move on, though, I do want to give Phoebe Kate's credit, like, way back when Billy says, like, can you get Gizmo? And she's like, those furry things or whatever. Um, and what she says is, they're going to take over New York City. <laughs> and he's like, no, it'll be fine. I'm like, no, yeah. they will. And she knows it. And the fact that you're, the fact that he was even down there away from him, she's like, oh, these things are taking over the city because you don't even understand. But this is still the guy I want to marry. Yeah, right. I, I did know. enjoy the gizmos, the bad gizmos at the ice cream parlor, which is in that building, which nobody had any cares about because they were slurping from the drippy oh, ice yeah, that cream. Just got covered. <laughs> I did. I was confused at first. I thought they were already all over New York. And then I was like, oh, no, this this building is kind of like what Dave L says. It's like this condemnation of Americanism where the building is supposed to be like all of all of this, capitalism in your whole life like it has it a mall is, though, inside of it it had a mall right which yeah, was very extraordinary um very bizarre um so billy and an rhb which is what i called her redheaded boss mm-hmm. are at dinner oh good i, I want to make sure we didn't skip over this yeah thing. which philip i'll let you talk about the restaurant if you like <laughs> yes but that's that's what i was I'm just talking like, about good before we even get to that i'm like what even is her accent she's she's Carolyn has lost it officially in this movie. She doesn't even, she's like kind of got a New York accent, but it's like she picked up a book at the library that was like, learn New York for dummies. And then she was yeah. like, hello, I love you. Let's go eat at a restaurant. Totally. At, during every single scene, there was a little German voice in my ear that said, uh, this woman really can't act. <laughs> um, That's amazing. And I was like, yeah, this is very true. Well, um, to set up, Carolyn. I think what you're about to say, Phil, is like, I I looked down. So I was actually watching this movie with subtitles on because it was already on. And yeah. I looked down and when they were getting ready to go out, I was like, wait, did she say they're going to a Canadian restaurant? That can't be what she said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then. Oh, yes, it is. And it is amazing i want it's to go to there so good why don't we uh, have it i mean it's what a payoff what a payoff like, to a joke think of the foods would be amazing like yes. poutine poutine yeah um poutine that upon mousse poutine. dessert looked great i mean chocolate um, oh my god right? i love that i that was funny chocolate mousse. yeah That's so good and so then good. uh yeah, just Molson's not a great beer, but it doesn't matter. You Everybody's get to, dressed like as a, Mounties. But yeah, I know, and I've got a Mountie, like, Mountie costume. I, I could, know you do. Uh, I would like to offer to this story that um, Carolyn, aka her real name is Haviland Morris. I know, I read that. Is a natural redhead. Mm. Or the only time I've seen her blonde is when she's Carolyn. And the rest of the time, she has red head, red hair. This is like fire engine red. It's like a pink head. Uh, yeah, she <sighs> she is. She's been on Homicide, Law and Order, Blue Bloods, and Sixteen Candles and Gremlins too. <laughs> so we're at the point now that somebody has to explain to me who the Futtermans are. Oh, like, same. What, uh, what is happening? Same. So. <laughs> I okay. I I was asking this exact same question, 
and I guess they're an aunt and uncle, but he was the guy from the original movie that was drunk all the time yeah. and was always muttering and had that uh, super paranoid. Right? That he was saying that like foreign gremlins are going to yes. take over stuff. Yeah. And I thought they died in the first one, but apparently, yeah. I think there was a throwaway, throwaway line in this one that said that they got crushed, but their house burnt down or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess they are like distant like their aunt and uncles but i was like when they showed up i thought they had said that they were their parents and i like did the remembering in my brain which is a good place to do but remembering (laughs) i was like that is not either of their parents because phoebe cates uh doesn't have parents right i was like that's not her dad and his dad was like that dumb awful man oh yeah well and what i was reading was his mom was was rambo yes well, there was an alternate ending, I suppose, to this film that the dad, Hoyt, whoever, the, you know, the, the inventor dad was supposed to right. come at the end and invent a little wetsuit for um, Grandpa, uh, Gizmo so that he oh, would that never. Oh, that would have been funny. Yeah. But then it was something like the actor couldn't do it. Like, I don't know. He was busy. Um, was he in Home it, Alone? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it was like, I was thinking like, what a strange um callback like of all the people that you could have brought from gremlins what? one to gremlins yeah. two like we're barely remembering these people and the right. i don't even know if the woman was in it but the guy say what my notes said it's so interesting i wrote billy comes home and shit is crazy the neighbors come to visit weird <laughs> why futterman's yeah. yeah it's like I, was there original plan that they were going to stay with them Yes. Because they had their bags, but yeah. then they were also perfectly fine when they were told that they couldn't stay right. with them. I mean, what is plan B in New York City? Right, exactly. But I guess they did. They showed up a day early, I guess is what it said. And then they, you know, get on this page about it being fumigated. And then what I do like, I like Mr. Futterman's line where he hears Gizmo and the wife is like, um, well, that's okay. I heard it too. And he's like, of course you heard it too. What does that mean? Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a bad Gizmo, weird Gizmo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Crazy talent gizmo. Bizarro. Oh, right. Looney. Cuckoo eyes gizmo. Googly um, eyes. Googly gizmo. eyes. Thank you. So the, yeah. bad, the bad gremlins are, the bad gizmos are going ape shit at the ice cream parlor. And they're like, bite, I write, crazy gizmo bites a security guard. On and, the nose. On the nose, um, which is which is painful. And then um, I just was like so confused and couldn't get over why there were mimes climbing out of the back of a pool. That was a gag. I think, yeah, I was writing that down too. It's like, I think that was like the gag that like mimes, what would it look like if you arrested mimes? But I got to tell you, maybe these mimes were arrested for not being that great at miming because they weren't good. Burn. They're great. I don't know what that whole thing was about. I have no idea. I was so confused. There's, I mean, I almost need to watch this movie again. There were just so many gags. Yes, I'm oh going to watch gosh. it again it on drugs. because Gag I upon gag. So many gags. It's quick. Um, but suddenly the gremlins are hatching and Gizmo gets attacked. How is he even alive? They always like, they like to torture him so much that yeah. like they lose their chance all the time. Mm. So- I also want to... Yeah, go ahead. If, if now's a good time just to focus on some of the TV channels that are <laughs> in this place being produced. Yeah. Um, of course, like, because we're at the, we're at the time that shit gets real and like 
there's gremlins everywhere right yeah 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 totally yeah well so not I mean, we're almost there oh. i mean because in my notes i have havoc time which okay. which i think is like but i have a few things before that but maybe maybe it's close philip to what you're describing um okay, so go but go i ahead. think it goes to what you're gonna say about um the the first tv show we watched which is like the cooking show <laughs> yeah it's um, like microwave marge or something like that yeah, it's microwave marge. Uh, it's just how to microwave things. it her but, her food is so disgusting but i'm just fascinated with her completely it's it's amazing right before that though is where we get the whole meta bit about the command center making the jokes about midnight eating when they're like well what time zone is it in and when do they get to eat and how and then the gremlins come in and just attack them and like again are people dying by gremlin or they just yeah the death toll in this movie is kind of hard to tell um it seems less so than the first one i think in the first one people definitely died Okay. And, and people that we knew, like they built up the relationship with. Right. Yeah, right. And this one, yeah, this one seems like maybe because Billy knows what's going on and the the gremlins are almost too intensely fast that they don't commit. They yeah. just like I can't they organize to, so quickly and they get costumes so quickly. So yeah. I will say they don't commit to the kill, but they really commit to the bit and the role. Like yes. They it. yes, yeah. it's amazing how much they how much costuming rehearsal industry and, like, costume method. rehearsal planning like for role play. When are they doing it? Yeah. Because we thought they were employing a lot of seamstresses in the first movie, oh, but in this waiting. one, it's just I mean they have a skyscraper, so they're I mean, yeah. um, they also have a, some technology at the building, which is a pet infestation monitor, which pest, sorry, a pest infest, <laughs> I can't say it. pest infestation monitor, which is a specific type of technology which can detect when you have pests in your building. Mm. And it also detects gremlins. Gremlins. I thought that was a nod to aliens. I think oh, of just sort of the, I yeah, I think okay. so. Well, when the gremlin like pops out, of the yeah there's a lot of like alien like well i I think the whole like eggs the the wet eggs as we say uh that's a complete nod to alien and aliens so for the second time on this podcast i'm gonna mention an improv scene that nobody wants to hear about called mr pickles done by one dave l that in this i mentioned it the first time when we watched gremlins one and when we watched gremlins two i was like oh this is exactly why he did that character mr pickles because when those gremlins are in the lab and he drinks like the vegetable serum and he starts like the gremlin starts hatching tomatoes and peppers and like jalapenos that he's throwing at that guy i was like that's mr pickles i just like i couldn't even it was so disgusting i couldn't watch it and if anybody's more interested in guy that the gremlin that's growing the vegetables yes oh yeah yes so that was gross. so bizarre like yeah so weird yeah. um so then they like photocopy gizmo repeatedly that is, didn't make sense like, but that <laughs> also doesn't kill him i don't understand oh yeah right with the light um oh right yeah i didn't think of that and the gremlin secretary then attacks clamp but is that the female gremlin or is that no just- it's just sort of a Crossdresser okay. gremlin because okay. they needed a serum because um, I mean they all these gremlins sort of what's the scientific term of when you sort of molt like that like that reproduce or like that sort generate? of reproduction they're not like shedding they're not having sex yeah it's like 
asexual reproduction yeah i guess spores spores um and so there's they don't have like a any sort of gender but then they drink the Um. serum that was labeled with sort of the female and male symbols Oh my god, those serums in the lab. It was it was like they were like, what can we put in the lab that every gremlin could fuck with that would just create worse gremlins than gremlins? Gremlins are already worse. Well, yeah. Also, shout out to Dr. Catheter, uh, played by the great Christopher Lee. Um, oh yeah, from a uh, like German death metal band is is where he's known. Not from Lord Wait, of the Rings. Wait, that's the lab. Like that. The lab guy. The the guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's character actor, and of course he was Sauron in Lord of the Rings. But he's also like I think if he's passed, but he was a frontman or like bassist for this death metal band, and it was amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Look it up, listeners. So one of the bad gremlins drinks internal sunscreen <laughs> in they the give lab. They give the bat. They give right. the bat. The bat gremlin. Oh, right. I didn't say bad gremlin. I wrote bat, bat <laughs> gremlin. Yeah. And, and then he can fly like out towards the sun, basically. So, okay. Okay, Philip. Then I wrote havoc time. So maybe this oh, is... Oh, yeah. Then it's pandemonium. Then it's just like, oh, my God. And then I tried to write down all the things that were happening, but it was so much. Starting with the salad bar, which is already my nightmare, if you know me very well, that I don't like buffets and I don't... I, I did used to like the, the whole food salad bar, but you know what this pandemic has done? Rid us of buffets and salad bars. Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Maybe Fun forever. Fact. Fun fact. And we all should have been thinking about this forever ago, but... Apparently, um, when and Annie can correct me on this, but when you receive when you receive a transplant and you're like uh, healing and I don't know uh, working towards like the transplant taking, you can't go to a buffet or a salad bar for like a year. And I'm like, well, that's a good rule of thumb for everyone, isn't it? I mean, to think about that, like that they made that a specific thing that you can't do uh receiving a transplant it's like you could do anything else um so i think that that should be something that maybe goes away fecal matter Chinese buffets are delicious <laughs> indian buffets, indian buffets are i love indian okay yeah, yeah, i will yeah. go with you an indian buffet is delicious all right and the fact that you had to build something called a sneeze guard it's not their fault it's not the people's fault who no, own the restaurant at all it is the humans that have poop on their hands <laughs> but let me tell you this i have a whole like bit that i want to do at some point it's only funny to probably like just like dumb middle-class white people and it's about the whole food salad bar but like i have just seen people like lose their like or like have existential crises over the salad bar at whole foods where they're like looking at like a conglomeration of things and they're like gently picking out what they want from it or they're like staring so long at cabbage and you're like just pick it up or not like i I don't it's so much it's so much but anyway No salad bars for the last eight months. And you know what? I'm okay. Yeah. I purchased a CSA instead. And now I get my own vegetables. To That's eat. good. I'll yeah. tell you what um, I remember happening with the, the swine flu, which is not comparable to COVID-19, but um, it really made Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and other kinds of uh, places suck in their samples. Um and uh, oh. that's the real tragedy is that yeah. I think I think the sa- sample world might be fully might have been the last nail for the samples. I think Costco will never get away with go away with samples. I, I like- remember, yeah, living in uh, 
Arlington, Virginia, there was a Whole Foods there and we were sort of broke just out of college yes. people and we would live off those samples. Like we would Virginia? just have whole we would have whole meals. And because yes. it was in Virginia, you could get drunk on samples too. Because yes. they were getting beer and wine and they would just be like, Hey, want to try some wine? And you're like, Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, Virginia yeah. Trader Joe's and Whole Foods always had more generous samples than yeah. those in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. We, my Trader Joe's here in San Diego had some very generous and lovely samples. I'm just going to say pre-COVID. This is truly the worst part of COVID. No. We just found it. <laughs> Except for, I do, anyway, Indian food, let's just all, can we just all give a shout out to Indian food? Indian food. Huzzah. Specifically that place in Baltimore. What is it called? The Ambassador? Ugh, the yeah. Ambassador. Super great. That is one of my favorite places at Christmas time. And I just oh, got yeah. real nostalgic in my belly about that. Like, yeah, for sure. Bad. I've never been. Oh, <gasps> Philip, can you go? Because Katie and I can't. I you can, can order. Can. You can, can do order takeout. I've oh, ordered takeout from there before. It's really good. There. But normally you sit by a fireplace. I know. Like, I mean, the ambiance is half the reason you go. But the food is really good. I would recommend it for really takeout. really good food. This okay. podcast sponsored by the Ambassador. The Ambassador. Baltimore, <laughs> Maryland. Yeah. I wish it was, and they would send me. Maybe I'll get my meal comps. All I would want was some of that anise and candy, and that'd be fine. Oh, at the end, send me a bucket. Speaking of places for jerks. (laughs) Oh. Oh man, why did we ever do that? Why did we ever do that? That anise candy. (laughs) It's like on the way to the bathroom. <laughs> you went on the way and back from the bathroom just to cleanse your palate after taking. And I definitely off. used to eat it back in the day, but I don't know when that light bulb clicked in my mind. It was like, oh my god, like people are just sticking their raw hands in that. What was wrong with us? It's oh, good though, man. They have a garden there. Anyway, everybody in Baltimore, go to the Ambassador, support them, do takeout. They're a lovely little place. Yes, agreed. Man, where are we? We're in the middle of the havoc. Okay, so here's what I wrote. Salad bar, stock exchange, attacking people, flasher gremlin. Flasher gremlin's back. You guys, you guys, actually, let me go through this and you can jump in when you want to. Um, (laughs) So that's where I started. And then I was like, frying, flying gremlin gets cemented by the Futtermans. What? He becomes a gargoyle. Shadow puppets. This is the most meta improv scene ever. (laughs) They're like... Hulk Hogan shows up. Oh, like, yeah. What is happening? What to the what is what I wrote. Yeah. So Hulk Hogan is in this movie, just in case you want to know. There was, um, I guess I was reading that in the film itself, there was a couple of, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if this makes any sense, but like when they first did it in theaters, like have you guys ever seen or heard of The Tingler, which was like this 50s movie where like yes. they would insert buzzer, you know? And it was kind of meant to be like that where like the film would actually like stop and it would be like gremlins took it over and the projectionist had to start it again and like so it worked in movie theaters but in when they did it for the take home people would like actually return the tape like thinking that the vhs was busted so i think it's that part like the like the hulk hogan they are quick to like turn it off well it makes me feel like i think that maybe look i don't know how i don't even know how they test anything but it feels like they fixed it before they actually released it so i think it didn't actually happen that way but yeah that was like the meta zoom out there's also this meta part um i don't know if it was before this but like where basically like a roger ebert type person is giving a review of the movie gremlins and it 
Yeah, and it does beg the question, to. like, in this world, has there been a movie called Gremlins that's yeah. based on Billy and Kate's experience? Yeah. Well, Which was, maybe that's the, how they got those jobs. That was the actual uh, reviewer, and I'm blanking on his Roper. name. Is it Roper? No. Um, oh. I'll think of it. Okay. It, who shat on the original oh, Gremlins. Okay. And so they basically brought him back in to, oh, it's Leonard Matlin. Got it. Um, who basically said all the things he said about the original movie. Uh, oh. Yeah. Which right. is just like, they don't even care about the world building. They're like, yep, we're just going to do this. You guys ready for me to go back to my list of Havoc time? Sure. Well, yep. okay. during Havoc, so this is where I can talk about the sort of TV programs. Yeah, go A little, ahead. Just more, I mean, uh, Microwave Marge has to like bust it out. And one of my favorite gags is I think... I forget if it's just gremlins running by or what, but there's a thing on the wall that says the archery channel. And it's basically, you just see this dejected archer <laughs> come out and like break his arrow. Oh yes. And, He's like Robin hood. Yeah. And, and yes. then they, there's like a, a, a gong or something showing that he did a bad job and that that's it. And it's just, uh, I love that. Like there's one of those, like one sentence stories. Yes. There's so many gags. Like it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's very gag-tastic. Um, so I wrote lady gremlin, sexually aggressive, very sexually aggressive. Yeah. Um, electric gremlin gun gremlin shoots people (laughs) spider gremlin. Yeah. I didn't like Um, it. Spider Gremlin is kind of like it. Like if you've ever seen yeah. the movie It. Okay. okay. And then Electric Gremlin gets stuck in the phone system, which I didn't know was going to be important, but it turned out it was very important. Yeah, I know. I agree. I kind of missed that part. We also yeah. have Dentist Gremlin, which was one of my favorite committed oh, ones. Oh, yeah. Wow. I that was that, long. That was really. That's clear. a little bit after. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <sighs> one of my favorite little moments there was... Um, Clamp plays the end of times video to the building. <laughs> which apparently is a real thing that CNN has. That's uh, what I was reading, which terrified yeah. me. What? What's what the is point it? of that? Oh my God. No. T- don't tell me or tell me. I don't know. Well, it's like, I was just reading and maybe Phil, you read the same thing that essentially they have a video in case of the end of the world that they would play if it was the end of the world. It seems, I don't know if that's true. It just seems so silly. Who cares? I hope they have one for like every type of end of the world. Like I hope they have one for zombies. I know. I mean, right. Like who, like, I don't know. And what's the point of being a step ahead of the other networks at that, you know, what's the game there? It's so weird. No one's going to remember you for having that awesome end of the world video. It's totally bizarre. And Um, if you roll it out and it's not the end of the world, you are (laughs) fucked. It's really just high stakes, low reward. <laughs> um, yeah. It uh, Here's where like um, Gizmo starts training. Um, you can kind of see him. He's doing like some Rocky training. Right. He Lifting gives weights. up on that quick. <laughs> and then he just becomes Rambo. And I was reading that. I, I don't know. Maybe it was like the same with Rocky. Not that like a punching bag, you need to get permission from Rocky, but that um, Sylvester Stallone, I guess, gave permission mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for them to use the Rambo and maybe the film because he's watching that in the beginning too. Mm. So, yeah. I learned that that gremlins can read clocks of all the things that they do because- right, Yeah. What? All kinds they, of cl- digital and like hands. Analog, yeah. Yeah. So they decide that, let me ask you guys a question. Which do you prefer, analog or digital? Because uh, I'm like a 
hipster i like use an analog but i man, love analog too do i prefer digital like deep no. down yeah like, I, I just have really? trouble reading clocks i do too i'm the opposite i, I wear an analog watch i know i like I, your watch film i can read analog better than digital that's, that's bananas that's crazy. crazy it's because of how i think of time and space i'm like oh it's a chunk after 12 i mean I like if you get like a receipt or like you know do you prefer it being in like analog yes <laughs> give it to me numbers give me an abacus abacus yeah <laughs> i i'm with you I where need like this beads yeah aesthetically i for sure aesthetically i kind of hate digital yeah. Like, I don't really uh, even like Apple watches. I just am like, uh, too much. But so aesthetically, I much prefer analog, um, but I'm really terrible at reading it. Especially, oh. man, remember the people that used to have, like, it was just like four dots, four oh, dots. I love that. That's insane. I That's insanity. I wore a watch degree. like that forever. It was That's, just four. You're crazy. Oh, well, no I wonder you're it. so good at reading it. Like I'm very good at time management. That's like lip reading. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> Read, uh, listeners, let us know what kind of uh, clocks and watches you prefer. We're here to help you. Is it for real podcast? This brought podcast to by... brought to you by analog or digital. <laughs> and the ambassador. And the ambassador. Um, the ambassador. Apartment Give hotel. us swag. My friend yes. Angelo used to live in that building. Or Ooh, See if you can hook us up. Okay. Hook He's in Australia now. Um, but... So we we see Grandpa Munster again because now he's hosting the talkative gremlin, the smart gremlin, the what the the hipster the brain, gremlin, brainy gremlin. He brainy like gremlin. yeah, he morphs into kind of like a scientist, like an academ- academic because he has those glasses and he drinks whatever potion makes him be able to talk. That subplot of Grandpa Munster wanting to like make it big in TV is weak and un- I'm like what for like i don't i don't get it i don't get it any of it i'm like were people just hopped up on the monsters at the time and like we missed it i'm not sure i don't know okay um meanwhile the gremlins all get employment and they work at the restaurant in the building they're officially employed oh yeah it's like they've got notepads they're taking orders this time around they don't need phoebe cates to tend to bar they've hired within <laughs> they yeah, promoted they within they and for yeah for equity purposes uh, and now they're just owning the restaurant and the easiest thing to do to convince gremlins that it's nighttime out is to find nighttime tarps <laughs> images of nighttime tarps which are readily available yeah and plentiful in new york and like put them over the windows of the whole building and then so change all the clocks and change the clocks so that's what they're trying to do. Um, Here's what I'll say, though. It does, the logic does fit because in Gremlins 1, the gremlins change the clocks so that Billy feeds them after oh, midnight. So like, right. they that's have been they, able yeah. I to forgot about time that. for a while. I forgot that too. Yeah. Good good call, Katie. Thanks. <laughs> just, um, the, just defending the gremlins. The next yeah. scene I have is where Billy gets locked in with the crazy gremlin dentist, which is way too long and way too involved. It's involved. I mean, that gremlin was waiting there for hours. Hours. Until <laughs> he woke up. And I was thinking about his outfit because I was like, okay, that one he probably didn't have to alter very much. But there is a gremlin who's like working on wires who has like a very specific hard hat that's like cut around his ears and it like fits his head perfectly and like a little vest. And I'm like, where did you get that? Yeah, it's amazing. 
I mean, there's TV studios in there, so they had costumes. That's true. Like, they did, yeah. Mini gremlin hats with ear cutouts. <laughs> you don't know that. Okay. I'm just, I'm literally looking at all of the character actors that are in this movie that I did not notice. Um, There's so many people. Dean Norris, who's from Breaking Bad as well, mm. is just a SWAT team leader. Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who's uh, a Councilman Clay Davis. She oh, yeah. from The Wire. He is a random fireman in this. There's wow. just, uh, it's just chock full of folks like this. That's crazy. Um, Katie and the redheaded boss get trapped by a spider gremlin. It's yeah. upsetting, um, but not too bad. And the Billy saves them, I think. Is that what happened? <laughs> I did well, love Gizmo. So, oh, Gizmo saves them. Uh, Phoebe Cates breaks out her like Swiss Army knife and starts cutting it. And everyone brings like knives, but you can see them. And as their hand braces the stuff so they can cut it their hand is like tearing it and uh, yeah it just is cotton it's really it's weird movie magic um, yeah totally but also, I this, to, go ahead go ahead no go for it go for it well i was just gonna say at this point gizmo rambos it up and shoots the flaming arrow into the spider and that's kind of yeah. how they get saved so as they plan for this grand plan um, they set the time for when they're gonna like release the doors and stuff like that at 4:20. I just didn't know Ooh. if that was like an early like pot thing or if that know. was just maybe. Could yeah, be. Is that a, I didn't that know a thing already. I in... didn't see it. Could be. Yeah, probably it, in the 90s. It's definitely not the winter, right? Because like 4:20 in the winter could be like sundown. No, he said that the sunset was at 7:30. So yeah, this, so this is not is a, like, again. I just want to say this is not a Christmas movie. That's yeah, true. We were all fooled. Dave L, shame on you. <laughs> he he, oh he did the long con on us, you know. He did. Filled us it full worked. of lies. And he did. Yeah. congratulations. All right. Well, then the plan is to get them all wet and kind of uh, paralyzed. Mr. Futterman comes back before that, really quick. Before yeah. the plan to get them wet and electrocute them. That's when Kate has her monologue about Lincoln's oh, birthday. Lincoln, Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> Sorry, I, I only heard part of this. Did any of you catch which direction she was going in? It was really just like, she just was ramping up that yeah. it was a bad holiday for her, but she didn't really go into too she many She said details. she was somewhere and a guy that looked just like Abe Lincoln. I mean, and then the joke, I think, is Billy's like, this is a really bad time for this. You know, right. it's just a full on. It's a bad time to have a, yeah. Yeah. Of but her it, insane Christmas story. Yeah. Was she implying that it's President's Day? Because that's like in February or something. Like yeah, that. Lincoln's birthday. No, no. Uh, they, she says it because they say something about we could go to the Lincoln room or there's some mention of Lincoln. Okay. And then she's like, gotcha. don't yeah. even talk to me about Lincoln. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. Totally. Um, so now, Katie, do you want to launch? What is the plan? What is the plan, Katie, to eradicate the grumble? I wrote that down. Why would her? I wrote down YH2L, but for you two, I'll say why would her? Thank you. And yeah, you're welcome. And so, yeah, Mr. Futterman grabs the hose and he sprays them on. They get wet with water. And at that point, I'm like, this makes them multiply. What are you doing? And then he says, like, Billy, I sure hope you know what you're doing. So I, I suppose the plan is to kind of, because there is like a moment when they get wet that they need to transform so they can't really do anything right. for a second. So they're all wet and like paralyzed there. And that's when they get, they phone up the, which is like the worst technology in the movie is like that gremlin that's in the phone. Um, and then he 
I don't understand how it happens, but he essentially uses the phone to electrocute everybody. And then that's, that's light. So they think they're, the gremlins are kind of like orgasming because they're just like uh, wet and think they're going to reproduce. This is like, I can't, I'm hearing what I'm saying, <laughs> but yes, they, they're like going to multiply and dig over the world. So they're excited, but then Billy zaps them with light. And I guess most just light, but like he electrocutes them. Wait, did you talk yeah. about the part where they can't dro- do the drop cloths? Oh, because right. Well, that's part of it. Like, yeah. So it, it, it really is five storming outside and it's stormy. Although you like how much light does it need to come through? But that's yeah. what we don't ever know. Totally. And we but also know. I think they're worried about the rain would then make them multiply even more. But I just want to, th- and this is not going to be my dumber, but like this plan had so many ways to not work. Oh just yeah. If they didn't cover all of them with water. So if many. Thing, yeah electrical well, thing and then it's uh, they're like let's get them all to the lobby but then it's like unclear as well it seems like they organize themselves to the lobby for this musical that they're going to right. produce for everyone like you didn't know that was going to happen that's <laughs> kind of like where the first one too i mean maybe i'll save it for the dumber but yeah and then i told katie uh, already earlier today philip when you weren't meeting with us that the last note i wrote was Jeepaw monster promised anchor job on because i fell asleep <laughs> uh, so did anything happen after that part <laughs> no i i mean i will anything. say that when they're wet i wrote down like these guys are committed to role-playing until the end because that one is melting as a wicked witch and yes he won't stop being the wicked witch it's pretty can't incredible. stop won't stop uh i guess the final thing is that they talk to mr clamp and he wants to develop this small town somewhere out in new jersey or something like that is there a gremlins three well the final the final final thing is forrester the mean villain number two is at the top of the tower and the girl gremlin is trying to marry him and he's terrified and he's covered with like lipstick kisses which is prominently plays oh i missed all of that and then like and then he just becomes kind of into it she's like shrugs his shoulder and like she's kind of attractive they zoom into her face and it's a real like avatar Helena Bottom Carter in Planet of the Apes situation where you're like, are we supposed to find Is this gremlin attractive? I don't okay. think we are. We I have are a not. question though. I don't know. Does a gremlin have sexual mojo if they don't need sex to reproduce because they Only- just need a water fountain? This one does because she drank the drank the oh, sort the of gender potion. cocktail. Okay. So like all the other ones do not, but this one does. Okay, so she. But what about the flasher? Is he getting off on that, or he just? Well, we're the not flasher. saying that they're not perverts, but they're not sexual perverts, <laughs> I guess. Even though he's flashing, because he's got nothing to flash. It's like the Geico right. lizard flashing. And I, I, even though I'm using right. the term he, they're they're not he's. Yeah, they're just mm, gender yeah. neutral gremlins. Okay. Right. Fair, fair, fair. They's. Fascinating. Um, wow. So I think that's the uh, movie, right? Yeah, that is the movie. Let's do it. Let's, any Let's questions? Let's do it. Uh, We've been talking for so long. It's still don't, this is quite a movie. This is a hard one to, to move fast through because it just really was it's so much. So many, so many bits. I don't, I didn't have any questions from my yeah. couchmate. All right. I didn't either. No questions. Then let's Hummers, Bombers, and Dumbers. Start us off, someone. Um, I got to think about let, it. 
Does anyone? Have, I'll go first. But does anyone have a preference of what they want to go first with? We can end with Hummers. That's my okay. preference. Let's go with Bummers. Okay. I'm bummed out at the rap that uh, Revolving Doors take in this movie. Go on. They're, just, they're so shit upon of just yeah. they don't work. They're jamming. They're dangerous. Um, but they're great people. They save so much energy. Energy savers. And anytime Wait, that I see- Revolving Doors are energy savers? Oh, because yeah. climate control. Oh, interesting. They just- because they don't release air conditioning and or heat as much yeah. as regular doors, and I just totally. I get so annoyed uh, when I see like a perfectly operating revolving door and people just go to the normal doors. Sometimes no revolving doors reason. scare me. I know what you mean. Just but just I do give them, think give them a whirl one day, and they're, they're no, but I do. Whirl. I, I whirl them yeah, all the time, but I'm purpose. always worried somebody's going nice. to get in right behind me and be aggressive. Yeah, I wish well, that they were marketed more as from their efficiency, because I think people are like, eh, I don't need it, but um, it, yeah. you're saving the planet. Right. Okay, right. I've totally. seen some buildings that'll put a, like a sign on the other door and say, use oh, yeah. the revolving door, you schmuck. They what about should. those revolving doors? There's some at Hopkins. I don't know where else they are, but they're like much bigger. Maybe airports. And you kind those of like are made, get in. Yeah, I think those are made for too. wheelchairs. And yeah. you kind of walk a little bit, but it's it's bigger and slower. Yeah, I think those yeah. are designed for like oh, wheelchair good. users. Yeah, okay. so that's yeah. my dumber. I, I think my dumber is Kate and Dan... Uh, What's his name? Billy. I think Billy. it's Kate and Billy's relationship. I feel yeah. bad for them. I don't know that they're like really having a great time as a couple in New York. No. I I feel like they might like be more successful and fulfilled and have better sex if they had stayed in yeah. their small town. You know what I mean? They do seem like country country mice in the big city. He's they're a great artist city. and he was noticed for being as such, but he but I but, am a little bummed out because I'm like, I feel like they would just like have a better time if they could decorate for Christmas and be home. But maybe they didn't want it and they got to fight their own fight. But to be sure, he was not an artist, an aspiring artist. Yeah, in Gremlins no, he, 1, was. Right? he yeah, was. He was. Yeah. Because that was the original thing that got Gizmo wet is his little paints. Right. Man. Yeah. You know Read who a didn't? Book, Katie, read a book. <laughs> you know who didn't make an appearance in this who could have was Corey Feldman. That he was available. Nope, he was on cocaine. This was true. Yeah, no, that's he was true. probably in his heyday. No, no he was on the tail point. end. He was on the tail end of it. He was on a downer, probably. Filming yeah. Dream a Little Dream, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> can't wait to watch um, that. My dumber, I was kind of alluding to it um, as we wrapped up, but the, I, the wait, comp. Wait, never mind. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. no. I thought we were on bummers, but I. We are on bummers. I'm, yeah. Were we? It felt like it was going back and forth. Okay. No, bummers. you were. I was bummed. You were bummed about the wrap of revolving doors. And right. I, was I know Phil about. was bummed. Okay, so we're bummed. <laughs> Got it. Okay. We're bummed. I felt like you guys yes ended into dumbers, and I was going to do the same. But let's. Let, no. I, maybe I misheard. Let's do bummers. My bummer then is um, the definitely retrospective like sex scandal at the end when Senator Jeff flake and marla get together like when all of a sudden he is like so into his employee and it's like you work for me right and then just like zeroes in on her and i know that i guess it's like a bummer to me because like i know we're supposed to be excited about this i know it was written as like she wants a man and he's so rich and now they're gonna be like successful together and i was like man that's just like entirely kind of abusive and inappropriate and wasn't that about marla maples oh i don't know 
I think so. Had to have been. Had to have uh, been. Right? Oh, I don't know. That's because that was head. Trump's second wife. Was second Dana wife. Marla. Whoa. Yeah. Marla. Because her name is Marla, isn't it? Yeah. I think I said Maria earlier. I think I... you were reading your notes. I was reading my notes and they said yeah. Maria, but I meant Marla. Marla. Yeah. Okay. Well, now um, dumbers, right? Now dumbers. Now dumbers. I think for me, it's it's ugh, it's a hybrid Hummer Dumber, but I'm gonna land it in Dumber, which is the efficiency by which the gremlins organize because I can't get like middle schoolers to like organize like that as a teacher or high schoolers, but like a gremlin, which is just like out of control can like organize and project manage and create like whole worlds. And I I think it's the fun of the imagination of the whole thing. And I get it, but I'm just going to say that's my dumber because I'm like, you guys are too organized what you do like that one like but maybe it was in gizmo came out with like a bow and arrow and i was like where did you get that and how are you so functioning paperclip rubber band yeah yeah i um mine is like a kind of adjacent to that where um i i think it's kind of dumb that everyone assumes that they've gotten all the gremlins like it was kind of in the first one too and i'm like these things are in these things are bed bugs these things are covid right like these things are everywhere and the idea yeah they're in the electrical circuits and in fact actually they didn't get all of them because the girl gremlin is still upstairs getting married but like the idea that you think you've gotten all of them and you're just totally confident with it is is kind of bananas and i thought it was in gremlins one too so yeah agreed mine is going to be very sort of petty and very minor but it's probably just because they're quarantined and i can't go to a gym but it's gizmo lifting weights so he's about to like go into battle and the idea that he would lift weights and that's going to make him stronger yeah that's only going to make him (laughs) more tired and this goes back to my whole thing that in this movie, he's so dumb. Sure, he saves the day at the end, but like it's shit like this that, yeah. Like you don't see NFL players just benching, you know, a right shit before getting on the field. Before, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just be dead. That's a really good point. Yeah, that. right. Those Rocky montages. I think he took everything very literal. Like yeah. He watched well, no, it and right, thought it was exactly. in real time. But also, he's a different species. So maybe that works for him. So maybe I'm the dumb one. Oh, let's hum it up. I think, um, oh, I had a hummer. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to go with what my gut was originally, which was um, the, wait, I had two hummers. Well, one was the ice cream eating. I really enjoyed them laying under there and getting covered in ice cream. I thought that that was like really, really, really fun. And then I had another one that I was excited about. And now I can't remember what it was. Go ahead, you guys. I'll try to think about what it was. Um, Mine was... I was thinking it was going to be the microwave Marge. I mean, I just love that yeah. character and just everything about that TV show. But honestly, it's it's the Canadian restaurant. <laughs> that I was just, what it was. Totally. Uh, I just want to write that down too. I that want to live in that. that the Canadian moose specific dessert was my yeah. hammer. Thank you. For and that. I I love it when I go like to Canada and I eat poutine for every single meal. And <laughs> do you like cheese curds? Yeah, Jeez. I love. I'm from Wisconsin. Is that what it is? You is know, it yeah, it's like a similar mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had poutine in a while. But... It's great. 
Yeah. I also think that that joke was so nicely set up because you hear them, her say Canadian restaurant and you're like, what would that even look like? And right. then they show you, yeah. which is incredible. Um, you know, I also had that written down and we talked about some of the other Hummers I have written down, but I, I, I'll pivot to, there is a specific, very like two second relationship in this movie that I really enjoy. And that is the relationship of Grandpa Munster and the gremlin makeup artist that is behind the couch <laughs> that yeah. dabs his cheek with blush. And the eye roll that Munster gives to the gremlin of like, oh, now it's just so great. Like, <laughs> they, like it, they've already started working as a, as a group. Um, yeah. And the gremlin economy, really like that. how they get it's jobs instant. and like, do they have W-2s? Like I'm just, I'm so it's into it. Instant. It's yeah. incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. Okay. Um, is it time to decide if this movie is for real? It is. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, oh. I can. Yeah, oh, wait, it. we oh. didn't talk about what we were wearing. Oh, true. Okay. I'm not trying to stall. I just realized it's Katie's favorite part. Yes. Um, okay. Leaning into my favorite part. Uh, you can't you can't tell the face I made. Um, uh, Bridget, I love that this whole time you have been in full-on mime makeup. Um, and what's what's interesting is that the mime outfit doesn't allow you to know that Bridget you're also miming. you're currently miming you're my here's the thing i'm gonna tell you bridget's mime skills better than whatever actors they got to do gremlins too um but you can't tell because you're in full mime makeup that you're also in like a jailbird outfit as well it's it's striped it's black and white and it's all kind of the same and i enjoy it uh katie <laughs> yeah um i will uh commend you on your outfit first of all your your hat um you're wearing the sort of clamp tower hat which you've worn through this entire podcast much like phoebe cates wore her hat like pretty much through the entire movie even when shit was hitting the fan right and you're like take it off and just run for your life but she, she was committed to yeah. being that as you're committed to it and then because your head was occupied with that you couldn't do sort of the um and i'm blanking on the woman who had like the fruit hat uh, oh through history. Cheetah, cheetah cheetah rivera cheetah. we've done that, this exact that's same thing, yeah that sounds better than the guess i, I was is, gonna do it's and, gonna be, yeah yeah exactly okay. that's why i'm not throwing a guess yeah. but you're wearing those that as an outfit Yes. much like the vegetable gremlin and oh, yeah. you know so it it works you know it's an that. homage to mr pickles yes carmen there. miranda carmen there you miranda. go there you go i'm glad speaking I of guess. commitment to outfits philip yours tonight is really exceptional i i i can't help but commend you on the fact that you have cloned yourself uh, yeah. and mm -hmm. you have a clone of yourself sitting next to you the whole time Hello. tonight <laughs> There he is. And you both are dressed like characters from the Adams family. Um, one of you is dressed like Wednesday Adams, and one of you is dressed like Cousin It. And I'll let the listeners imagine which one it is. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, full commitment, really into it. I'm very proud of you. What are you going to do with your clone? Don't tell me. I'm just That's, curious. Yeah. You'd have it's to weird, murder him this, eventually. This whole time, I thought it was twins. But yeah. now no. it's clones. No, it's yeah. clones. Now you see it. It's clones. <laughs> 
I also want to say real quick about those tower hats, what they reminded me of, because we are in event season. Um, <gasps> yeah. They really reminded me of the pagoda hats that Aww. we used to wear with the great Halloween lantern braid. And I'll tell you, they look just as comfortable to run in, which is not, not comfortable to walk in, not comfortable to run in, not comfortable to balance on your head. So I want to say something to this podcast that's unrelated to all of this, which is that I don't think I took full enough advantage of Patterson Park when I lived in Baltimore City. Oh man, this podcast brought to you by Patterson Park. Literally, that's that true. To the that is of Patterson true. Park. Oh, lovely little park, and I like to follow them on social media. Follow them; they have great posts. Oh everyone. my goodness! Um, yeah, it's especially a their place. ski reports. Uh, <laughs> I love their sledding when that comes <laughs> when people sled there. I have some friends that do that, but anyway, it's a lovely little park. Oh, thanks. I might clock this as work time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All for you, Katie. Right. Now it's I know we were trying to keep for, it tight, it... but that's why I wanted to <laughs> just take a little time yeah. out. Yeah, so, oh my god! Oh my gosh! Listening. We gotta get. We have to get. Except for maybe Dave L, but he probably skipped Once I head. edit out all the ums and ahs and pauses, hopefully we'll get that under an hour. We will not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is it for real, y'all? Phil, you were going to start it up. Okay. You know, I'm going to say, yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of those movies where they throw enough on the wall just to see what sticks. And it's this is worth watching just because there's going to be something that's going to make you chuckle you you almost get a little fatigued by it towards the end um but just to say you've watched it it's it's worth watching for that and then as far as like anything bad uh, it has like some sort of asian tropes and stuff like that but like there's nothing hugely glaring in it i mean it's a rosier version of trump so i mean you can think on that but no i, I think there's enough in there it all doesn't work, but there's enough that does to make it worth watching. So, yeah. Damn. I'm going to pull a Katie and just do a swing vote, which is that I originally was like, I don't think this is for real. There's so much. We're throwing so much at the wall. None of it makes sense. I fell asleep at the end because I was just like <laughs> overwhelmed and tired by the whole thing. But then Philip just kind of explained it in simpler terms. And I, I think I, it, Katie, you've asked before, like, what's the definition of is it for real? And I think it's important because it can be, it can be different for every movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you just said about like, yeah, I would tell somebody to watch this. Like, I think I would agree with that. And while it may not be my favorite thing I've ever seen, like I was still like, always like, what, wait, what's happening. And like enough of that will make me say it's for real. I, um, in my, like COVID res- res- resolution, I'm trying to come in with the same opinion um, and not have it change. And I did. And I also agree that this is for real. In fact, I didn't even think it would be a debate. Like in talking about it, I think I found more, I- honestly, with this movie, I know it's going to sound a crazy town, but I had a hard time coming up with a dumber um, because I just really liked it. And I totally understand why people often say like, oh, even if you didn't like Gremlins 1, if you've seen it, please see Gremlins 2. It's awesome. Because I, while Gremlins 1 is more of a classic and like campy, I I really like the pace of this. I really like that it's self-referential. I know it gets old, but um, I, I actually liked the Dracula's performance too. I know that the, both of you kind of thought like Grandpa Munster was boring, but I was like eating it up. Like all of the bits, I was like, whoa. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And I, yeah. I think it's for real. Wow. Three for reals. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, Dave L. You guys ready for my song? I, I'm excited. Yes. About it. I have no idea which. <laughs> 
Yeah. intro start spreading the news i'm leaving okay i mean i had to right yeah yeah quintessential new york also like the amount of times i've heard that song sung in karaoke bars extraordinary well that's why i was saying that it's kind of like a new year's movie because don't they i think when the ball drops that's the song they play right i think so i think usually which is is kind of Old Lang Syne. Maybe at one point, yeah, right. They should, but I don't know. I don't know what parties you're going to. What they're doing? <laughs> I mean, literally the um. Katie's like, always in New York on New Year's Eve. I mean, like Square. you hear it behind Anderson Cooper and sometimes Kathy Griffin. Um, <laughs> Could be. I, I I've yeah. literally never watched that. Speaking oh really? Because I'm always at the techno club. I guess so. <laughs> at New God, Year's. I love New Year's Eve ball drop. I enjoy watching it. Kathy too. Griffin is it Kathy Griffith? Ka- no, Griffin. Kathy no, Lee. No. Kathy Lee Gifford. That's what I was thinking of. Never yeah. mind. Ignore me. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Lee Gifford is in a Christmas movie on like the Hallmark Channel this year. That's what everybody should know. I did well, enjoy the jazzy rendition of the Gremlin song in this movie too. They had like a jazzy one. I was like, okay, cool. I would, I can lean into that. Anyway, go ahead. I think I wanted to thank Dave all for kicking off our holiday season. We're going to have some more holiday. Is it for real coming up the next few weeks? If you have any holiday movies that you want to give to us, let us know. I mean, we're not looking for ones that we know hold up, but yeah. In particular, has Hallmark movie suggestions because there's a lot of them. If anybody has a particular one. I did watch them. I've watched a lot of them. I could I could spend days on this, you guys. Nice. All right. Well, thanks, Katie. And thanks, Dave-El. Yeah. And, uh, thanks, Dave-El. Till next time. All right. See ya. <laughs>